Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a really fascinating guest. Her name is Gail Lynn. She's a relationship coach. And we're going to be talking about non-traditional relationships today. And uh, I always find this quite a fascinating subject. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Gail. Thank you for having me, Lynn. You're very welcome. So tell the audience before we get stuck into the, you know, the heart of the, or the meat of the subject, how you've come to be doing what you're doing now and uh, educating and working with people around non-traditional relationships. Well, I came by it because it was basically my hero's journey. It is a path that uh, I ended up following with my uh, previous partner. And, uh, you know, he came to me and wanted to have uh, sex with somebody else. And he had never experienced that. We had been married for almost oh, 28 years or something like that. And uh, he came to me expressing his desires. And, and you know, it kind of rocked my world a little bit because I was, you know, just that wasn't the way things happened. So I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Um, you know, I went through crying and emotions and, you know, basically crying in the closet because I, I wasn't sure, you know, what, what's happening um, is my nest at risk is, uh, am I not good enough? Am I, you know, so all these emotions start flooding in and, you know, we worked through them. We really, it took, it took a lot of learning, a lot of different things that we did. Um, and so just from all of the different things that we've done from sacred sexuality to, you know, communication classes to, um, you know, more self-development to get to where I'm like, we could navigate the waters. And so I was like, you know, it came to a time in my life. I'm like, what would I really like to help people do? And it was really, I'd like to help them navigate these waters because it gets to be, you know, uh, some sticking points with jealousy and, um, not really understanding how to communicate. So you end up going in what I call a communication circle where you talk over and over and over about the same thing and you're not getting anywhere. So, you know, I just was like, you know, what, what would it, what would I like to do with my coaching? And that's what I decided to do with it. And, and did you say, is this a relationship you're still currently in? Or did you say it was with an ex-partner? I am, I'm not currently in that relationship. We decided to split for different reasons. It wasn't because we opened our marriage. Um, so no, right now I'm, I'm single and I am finding out a little bit more about me. And I think, um, you know, being in the space of the non-traditional partnerships and, and having, um, you know, a poly type relationship, 
it has shown me so much more about myself because with each person that I'm with, I actually get to see a different aspect of who I am and how I show up in the world. So I think it's been a very good experience. So for those listeners listening to um, you talk about your relationship and what happened within that relationship, and uh, it's to do with having, I suppose, with your partner's consent, having other partners in, involved in your relationship uh, in an intimate way. Um, explain to the listeners um, what what is the what is that called so that they understand there's a, there's a label for it. <laughs> yeah, of course. So it's called an open relationship. And so basically that can also, you might hear terms of like ethical non-monogamy um, and open relationships kind of become an umbrella, you know, for different things where, you know, some people in an open relationship, they'll say, um, you'll get some agreements going and, and you might um, say, okay, we're going to date other people and it's going to be, you know, separate from each other. Then it, um, it could actually evolve into something like polyamory where you have, um, you know, it's not just like I might go see somebody and have sex with somebody and then come back to my nest and my primary partner and I'm good. Um, you know, there's no big emotional attachment. Whereas when you get into polyamory, it's, you know, like polyamory. So it's two loves um, or many loves because poly. And so then, you know, you might actually have a very close knit relationship with more than one person. Or some people actually choose to do swinging or the lifestyle where they do it together as partners. And so we've kind of we kind of played and experimented with all of them to see which one really worked for us. And so we were more um, open where, you know, he was seeing somebody else and I was seeing somebody else. So playing devil's advocate, because um, uh, I, I'm interested, but it's not something I'd want in my own personal life or relationship. Um, do you think maybe, you know, because I've spoke to women that have been in this situation, um, and quite often it's the man that brings it up as a subject, and more often than not, to experiment outside of their relationship. Um and I'm just wondering, you know, is it for some people some sort of protection mechanism to stop you getting too hurt in the future that they get involved in these sorts of relationships? I yeah, I would say that. I I it does happen. You know, it it definitely does. And, you know, that's why when I, I deal with a couple, I want to make sure, you know, like are, are both of you guys really on board? Like, let's really do some soul searching here and see if. It's something both of you want or just one of you want, um, because then it can also be designed from there somewhat. It can be a mono where you have a monogamous and then a polyamorous situation. And sometimes that works. And, you know, sometimes people find out they're just different. You know, they might be one of them might be very polyamorous and the other one isn't. And so it comes sometimes it comes a time when, you know, they're not in relationship anymore and, and it can be okay. That's okay. You know, uh, everybody evolves and um, begins to discover new things about themselves. And then you got to make choices from there and that's okay. Yeah. 
and and I suppose from you know um, I suppose the health situation. How do you how do you cope with coaching people through that? You know, so that people keep themselves safe from unprotected sex, for example. I have, um, this is one that I learned and I love to teach this one too. Uh, whenever somebody gets into, into these new situations, I always, um, say that, you know, BDSM, (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, but B is for boundaries. So discussing your boundaries with somebody new that you're engaging with, then your desires, what is your desires for this time, this moment? And then S is always sexual history. So always discussing it before it happens. That's the goal. Sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. And then M is meaning. So if you follow those, you know, four simple little things, you know, what's the meaning you're going to take away from this? Does this mean we're going to be in a relationship forever? Does this, you know, because that's the traditional thought, oh, we've had sex. Now it's time to get serious and have a partnership and get married and, you know, go up the relationship escalator as it's so-called. Um, But yeah, so if you throw the S in there, right, then um, hopefully you're discussing that before you start playing. And um, I always encourage everybody to make sure, you know, get tested frequently, depending on how many partners you have and, um, you know, whether it's three or six months or a year, you know, whatever that is. So you can, um, you know, definitely keep track of your sexual health. It's important. Absolutely. It is important. And uh, I suppose for me, um, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily be something I'd, I'd look for or, or would work for me because I would be always wondering, you know, um, would those other external partners have history that that they'd be open about, you know, and uh, um, I suppose that's something we're never going to fully 100% know for sure, is it? We aren't. We are. And because you don't know, you don't, you know, um, sometimes people are honest and some people aren't. And, you know, it, it's just, it, you have to look at it for yourself. You know, everybody is different on how they feel about it. Some people are very, you know, they're like not too concerned about it because they're like, oh, most of it's cured or you can manage it or whatever. Um, and then there's other people who are like, no, I want to stay very clean. Well, that, that then becomes part of your choice. You know, what are the risks you want to make? Because there are going to be some risks and you just have to be okay with it. And what, what's been your personal experience of your journey? Has it been that you've had uh, external partners outside of your primary relationship that um, have just been one-offs or have, have there been sort of regular partners that you've, you know, kept as, as sort of more, uh, more of a smaller number? It's I've, I've kind of done, I've done both, <laughs> you know, sometimes I want, you think you're going to have more than one, a one-off and then you're like, maybe not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe, you know, so then it becomes a one-off. <laughs> So intent, best intentions going in don't mean they're always going to be that coming out. So, um, so I, I, you know, I've had some that, that, you know, just have been, a, you know, it felt like a hookup just because we never did, you know, entertain because we found out we didn't click. Mm. So why, why would we want to continue that? That doesn't make sense. No. You know, and then I've, you know, and then I have partners that I've had, you know, 
very steady at times, you know, so it just, it, it depends. It's always a process. And so currently, what's your current situation? Have you got multiple partners, boyfriends sort of thing in the inverted commas now? Or I, do. What's the situation? I do. I have two right now. And do they know about each other? Uh, yes. And so, um, and are, are you exclusive to them or, or do they have other partners too? Um, one doesn't and uh, by choice. And the other one uh, does. Well, I do. He's a swinger. So it's more of a swinging type situation. And and what what sort of, I suppose, if you're uh, an audience member listening to this conversation now and you're curious and it, it's something that you would like to try, how do you actually, I suppose, set, step forward and, and find that? you know, person that might be a good match for, for experimentation with? Well, there's all, there's different ways. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's apps, dating apps that you can get on and actually specify non-monogamy. And if you are, if you are in a current partnership, I always please put it in the description. So people know what they're dealing with, you know, that's the ethical, the ethical non-monogamy part of it. Um, you know, it's the people who are doing it and like their wives don't know. So I always recommend if you're, if you're going to go on a dating app or, in, or with anybody, you know, really ask. And if they're like, oh yeah, my wife's okay with it. Well, you know, if you're at a, at a meetup group, let's say some kind of a, a polyamory meetup group and you want to meet or an open, or you go to a swingers club or something like that, always you have the right to say, well, can I talk to your wife about that <laughs> and yeah. see what they say? <laughs> you know, you if the wife on is the really on board, she's <laughs> going to be okay if you talk to her, which, you know, actually can work out really good because then you make a connection with her and then you really do know you're in a good space or you're not in a good space. And then you can choose from there. Um, so, so there are some dating apps, there's some meetup groups, um, you know, for us, we went and did, um, some sacred sexuality training. And so we met different people there that were kind of, um, you know, doing the same thing, had the non-traditional partnerships. Um, so there's, there's ways, uh, you know, it's one of those things you make a choice and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden, you know, the universe kind of starts rolling it out and it, you start getting the opportunities running across your path. You know, it's just like, I want to go buy a blue car. And all of a sudden you see blue car everywhere, yes. yeah. you know, it just, it functions the same way. Absolutely. So for you um, personally, how did you, how did you cope with the initial impact of your husband saying he wanted to experiment in this arena. I coped with it by crying. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, I'm not going to lie uh, because it did. It, it started hitting all of my safety, you know, all that childhood stuff, you know, the abandonment, the safety, security, the not worthy, you know, those are all, I mean, if you want to hit all the core wounds, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> um but then it actually gave me an opportunity once, you know, I moved through the emotion because that's, that's part of it. You know, part of learning how to deal with life is allowing yourself to move through the emotions and have them. 
mm-hmm. um, not holding on to them. And so from there, you know, we just began to have conversations and we actually had a lot going on in our lives at that time. So what we did is we just kind of played with really ramping up the intimacy between the two of us um, just to make sure we, we were really solid and where we were at. Um, and then the, I mean, it, we went a, a whole year and this is just a, this doesn't, it don't rush these things. You know, if you really value the person you're with, you're not going to rush it. You're going to take your time, play with it, see if it's going to work for you. Take your time to work through the emotions, the jealousy that might come up, all of those things. And that's why I, I do what I do is with the coaching is so that I can help people through those things. Because, you know, I we did a lot of different things. Well, now I have all that and I bring it to one place and I can help you, you know, get through the emotions and understand, you know, how to, how to handle those feelings when they come up and letting them go through and, you know, when to communicate and, and how to effectively communicate and reflect back and make sure that everybody's heard, you know, all of those things. Um, So we, we, you know, took a, I bet it was probably over a year probably 14 months before we actually said, you know, at about 12, we said, okay, we're going to do this. And then um, it was probably two months later, then we actually started seeing somebody else. And I was actually the first one, of course, (laughs) his idea. I'm the first one because I really did get on board, you know, Um, but he gave me the chance to, he didn't even know what it would look like. He just knew he had this desire and he had never had sex with somebody else. Um, because we got married when we were 1921, we were in the church. That was a thing you didn't, you know, you didn't go sleeping around with a whole bunch of people, you know, it was, you're supposed to get married and that's it. And so, um, you know, so he, so we, it took us time to even for us to figure out what it was. And now anymore these days, like there's so much more information. You see it in the news, you see movie stars doing it, um, you know, so it's becoming a more common thing. Hmm. And I think a lot of people don't even realize how common it is. Yeah. I, 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 I do see it, like you say, a lot more, and it seems to be, you know, more ex- acceptable to partners these days because people are, you know, being more open and, and um, to talk about it rather than just, you know, go off and have an affair, so to speak. So it's interesting that you said that you ended up being the first one um, how did that impact him then, you know, with him being the one that suggested it? Did it have, um, did it bring up all his feels and him, a lot of emotions for him to work through? Oh, yeah. Oh, it sure did. <laughs> he, yeah, he um, definitely, it, uh, it felt like a little bit of a sting, I think. I don't know. I can't, I can't say for sure. He'd have to say for himself, but, you know, it definitely did. And, and um, that's a new thing especially it's different, you know, like some people handle it by being swingers. So then you're, you're going, you know, with somebody to a club or meeting another couple and you might do some kind of, you know, soft thing where it's just nothing big, you know, or you're not having sex or something like that. You're just getting to know people, maybe kissing or something like that, but you're together. And so it's, um, you know, people, some people feel more comfortable with that. 
And other people don't. They're like, no, I don't want to see my wife with another man. You know? Hmm. So again, it becomes a very personal decision of how you want to design your relationship. And it can be a little bit of both. I mean, I know couples who kind of do it both ways. Um, And I know couples who are like, nope, not unless I'm in the room, you know? So it's a personal choice. And do you you have uh, children in the mix? We did. We had three children. They were older, high school and college. And we did get to a point probably six months after we decided to start doing it and we'd be going out on dates, but, you know, we're both dressed up and we take separate cars, Um, you know, because we would do like date night, but date night was with somebody else. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, they're older kids, they're, you know, junior, senior high and college. And so um, we did. We chose to tell them and really, you know, because we're like, we were so taught, you know, monogamy, monogamy, monogamy. You don't do that. Don't, don't know, you know, all that stuff. And when we found out, Hey, there are actually different ways to be in relationship and have it work. Um, so why would we hide this from somebody? Why, especially our kids, why it, it would feel like a double standard to me that we're doing this, but you know, this is the way it's supposed to be, you know, that's, that doesn't work um, for me anyways, you know, and some people just, they don't want to tell their kids. Um, They just don't feel like they're ready for it. And and so it's up to their personal, you know, judgment of what they want to do with their family. Mm-hmm. And how did your ch- children receive it? Did they, did they all become accepting of it or did you have any resistance? Um, you know, they were actually pretty good. They were very quiet at first. (laughs) (laughs) I think a little shock factor. Um, but they, they were just to the point where they're like, mom and dad, we want you guys to be happy. If it's making you guys happy, then do it. And how long was it before, you know, um, I suppose that relationship ended Let's see. It was um, probably four years after. And we're still like, we're still in business together. We're still really good friends together. Um, You know, it just, it, for him, it wasn't about the relationships. It's more like his career and trying to figure out what he really wants to do. And he thought he was going to be going down a certain path and, um, well, he is, he's going down that path. Um, and he just felt like he wasn't going to be around very much. And he wanted to, um, just be, he's like, what would it be like if we were single again and, and experience life, experiencing life in a different way? You know, I mean, we, we do, we still have these other relationships. He has other lovers, um, you know, and so we just, we really sat down and, and decided to, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's just, you know, um, go experience life in a different way. We've had wonderful, you know, 33 plus years together and we have raised kids and we've done businesses and all different kinds of things, but, you know, we're learning, you know, other people bring out different things in us. And so what would it be like just 
you know, allowing these other things to kind of unravel even more. So, yeah. That's so interesting. So do you personally feel for yourself that, you know, um, maybe for you and your husband, because you did meet him and marry quite young and, and maybe you were each other's first love, so to speak, and maybe even each other's first sexual partner for some people, that it might be a case of now you, you're you thinking, really, we didn't really experience a single life much before we actually got together and settled down. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. You know, uh, I was his first sec- first and only sexual partner. Now I had, I had, um, you know, in high school been with some guys and um, I actually met my partner in uh, college, but he was in college young. Like he started it when he was 16. So I had just met him, met him right after he had turned 17. And then we were married by the time he was 19 and I had just turned 21, you know? So, so we didn't, we didn't have that single life. Neither one of us really, especially him, because he went from, you know, home into being married. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a little bit, I had like, a couple semesters of college and, and, you know, so a little bit. Interesting. So for you then, do you foresee this being your life going forward where you still continue to have sort of more of a polyamorous type of life or do you, could you see yourself again, just wanting to settle down with just that one person? You know, I do think there is probably going to be a a time and space or maybe different spaces, you know, in my life where I decide, you know, right now I just, I don't want complicated. I don't want to manage more than one per, you know, multiple relationships um, and kind of hunkering down. Yeah, I could see doing that again. I I do um, empathize with... um people that are probably struggling with this if they're not really on board with it and their partner wants to experiment what's your advice to anybody that's maybe in that situation I would that that's where I come in that's where coaching really comes in to help because it helps you to really get down to what you do want or maybe you do want to experiment and play with it but you want somebody there to kind of help hold, you know, hold your hand. Um, It's really getting down to being authentically who you are and what your desires are and being honest with yourself. Um, And sometimes it takes, it helps to have somebody get to there. Um, You know, sometimes we can't see what we can't see. And that's what a coach is really good at doing. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Um, and I, I I do accept, you know, this is this is all about being honest, not only with yourself, but with your partner or partners in any sort of relationship, isn't it? Um, and yeah, that's it the is. most ethical way of doing life. Yeah, it is. It's really, if the way to really be successful at it is to really be out in the open and and people have a hard time doing it. They, you know, it's, it's vulnerable yeah, because you're actually expressing what you want, you know, and, um, sometimes just, you know, we are trained, like how, how many years and centuries have we gone where, you know, men have these other relationships and their wives don't know about it. 
it's, you know, it's kind of run through society and, um, you know, that it's not to be talked about, that you can't have those desires that, you know, so you have to get the belief systems um, out of the way before you can really find out what you want. What do Mm -hmm. you want to believe? What works for you? You know, it doesn't, you don't have to fit into everybody's box. You don't. No, you don't. So uh, for the benefit of the audience, if there's anybody struggling with this or they're actually looking into uh, experimenting with this, you know, uh, some sort of non-traditional relationship, um, what's the best way they can get in touch with you, Gail? The best way is to go to my website, which is relationships with an S evolving.com. So relationships evolving.com. And I have lots of some information on there about me, about the different types of relationships. You can, um, there's a no cost initial consultation that you can book. Um, and I also have a freebie on my website. Um, you can either click the freebie, uh, up at the top navigation, but it's on open relationships. So I do have like a whole PDF that does a rundown on open relationships and then some videos. So if you like to do videos instead, it's like three short videos that you can watch and, and just really understand what an open relationship is. And then also maybe discover, is it for you? I call, I call it my yay or nay videos. Yay or nay. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for being so open and uh, sharing your personal story as well. You know, it takes a, a, you know, a certain amount of courage and vulnerability to, to do that. So thank you for that, Gail. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap this episode up? You know, I, my words of wisdom would be to, if this is something that you're just beginning to engage in, take it slow. Again, just, there's no rush to the finish line. I know sometimes we see somebody and we get really excited about them and we're like, oh, we don't want to miss the opportunity. Just breathe, (laughs) breathe and, and take it slow because, uh, you know, you're dealing with somebody that you've been with for years, you know, and you've loved them and appreciated them. And so, you know, look, express your desires, be open, be authentic with each other, and then start choosing from there. Thank you so much. That's, that's been very insightful for me to hear uh, all your experiences, as well as I'm sure for the audience listening too. So thank you once again, Gail. I really appreciate you being a great guest today. All right. Thank you. So it just leaves me to say, listeners, true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts dash entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.